Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the AI Live podcast. Here we'll be talking all things aesthetics, fillers, threads, neurotoxins, techniques, and interviewing people in the aesthetic community. So thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. <laughs> Hi you guys, welcome for joining us. I'm glad you're here. We, um, we're looking over like, there's so many different trends in aesthetics that we're just peeking at that are, are good and bad. Yeah, I know. So there's go always good and bad. And, you know, well, hopefully this will become interactive. Do we have the 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 screen? Oh, you'll get the chat. Okay, so hopefully it'll be interactive. Ask away. You know, we'll 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 go through different trends that we think, um, that we hear. We'll banter back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So get on Talk there about and different things. Give us comments. We can banter <laughs> back and forth to make it but make it fun for us. Let's see. We're supposed to catch up since last AI Live. I don't know. How come this month has been so long? Do? I don't even remember it. Wait, this is June. <laughs> um, I don't know, I've been in like yeah, Texas and Arizona and was that in Taiwan? Boston. You were in Taiwan. I was in Taiwan. Yep. yep I did so go to Taiwan. I was yeah. in Taiwan, spoke at AMWC, and then I've been working. Lots of trainings. Lots of trainings. Trainings are fun. Education's fun. That's why yeah. we do this and we have fun doing this. I guess we can start okay. talking about perfect trends I do you know. guys have any trends that you guys have been hearing or wondering and stuff like that start asking questions because there's a you know there's a lot of trends that are going on and things like that and so you know it, it's one of those interesting things because i've watched trendiness things because i have a all asian population and i've been watching that i've had that since 2004 ish um and i hear trends things that go in and out in and out and you know sometimes it's just changing up a name and marketing it in a different way and not realizing that it's not anything new. brand new <laughs> <laughs> nothing new um yeah. and so yeah it, it, it's a very very interesting thi interesting thing with regards to trends and so you know we'll, we'll talk about some of the trends that we hear um, with regards to just overall trends for patients, but even trends within the industry as far as education and things like that. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, let's see. What else do we want? How do we want to jump into this? Um, well, we, let's, well, I want to kind of talk about some of the trends that we're seeing. And um, I don't know about you guys in your practices, but we're seeing a lot of people wanting more natural, a much more natural look and kind of leaning towards some of the biostimulants and the more, the yep. slower improvement things, which we've liked for years anyway. So some of these things are so controllable and they're layerable and it's really, really um, nice to be a good adjunct sometimes to something, sometimes things that we need um, that might be filler. You know, like they might need fillers, but sometimes these, these biostimulants and biologics work beautifully to replace some of that age-related um, volume loss, which is really, really nice. So we're seeing, I'm seeing a lot of trending towards that. Yes. The minute you say Bio. natural to your patients, they're like, yes, yes, I want natural. <laughs> um, so I'm like, that's the buzzword is natural. And um, what's interesting, why I learned Dr. Swift's course um, when I went there a few, a few weeks ago, was that he was talking about what people talk about and like what's important to our patients. And beauty was not number one. Beauty was like number three youthfulness was number one so interesting how like the buzzword for us should be we're going to help you look younger more youthful because that should be our buzzword because that's what's really 
resonating with our patients mm-hmm. is that rather than I'll make you beautiful or something. Yeah, I yeah. think beauty, people put that standard as Hollywood or what you see magazine, a mm-hmm. model. Most of us don't resonate ourselves with regards to um, being a model. None of us really want to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't want to be. So I know we had questions. Somebody uh, talked about the keyhole pout, which actually I've seen people come in and actually have a pretty little keyhole pout because they had two really pretty little um, tubercles on the bottom. So sometimes we try to accentuate that, sometimes not. But when you see people trying to put a string in there or dental yep. floss or a little Q-tip and they're trying to make two tubercles when there aren't two tubercles with a gel that Moves. squishes everywhere, it's not going to happen. It's not it going to stay It looks good there. right away, <laughs> but once you start to move and yeah. the muscles move, it's going to squish into the area. Yeah. It's kind of like um, patients who have a, a dimpled chin. Cleft, yeah. you got That cleft chin is not going to fully come out and become a nice pointy chin for those that really want the pointy chin. Um, and those that want a cleft chin, I can't give you a cleft chin without making you look like big Jay Leno <laughs> yeah. in a sense. And even then, it's really not going to do that. Those patients who have a, um, the keyhole pout is because they naturally have a, a ligament tendency that pulls it right in the middle. And that's just their natural mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of like when you have a cleft chin or you have a dimple. I can't give you a dimple. You you naturally have a dimple. So those are trendy things that don't make sense. Um, And remember, it's trendy. They show you right away because when you inject it, you can hold it down. And then after a week or two weeks of talking and moving, it goes right back and spreads and blends and integrates into the area. And then you have that issue. Yeah, it's not going to stay. I mean, it's jelly. Yeah. We are injecting jelly. So if there's not a compartment jelly. to hold it in, it's not going to stay. Yeah. So, um, and that's kind of like the ru- whole Russian lip thing, you know, mm-hmm. when people like those big Russian lips. Half of those are photoshopped anyway. Yep. But um, that's not going to stay. Yeah, it definitely and is not going to stay. Yeah. Guys, can you go back down on the chat just so we can see? Because we're um, um, biostimulants. Yeah, I, threads I mean, are another. Threads are definitely. Tre- threads are trending huge. Oh, huge. Well, both you and I train, <laughs> but I mean, definitely. I mean, ultimately yeah. it, it threads is, is going to be more and more and more huge in the U S and I think those that, uh, are in the bandwagon of no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It, it's not to me, it's not a dangerous thing to do. You really do need to get the right training mm-hmm. for it. You need a good hands-on training. It's not one, it's not two, it's three, four, five type of trainings um, with different people or with the same person, whoever it is, get hands-on. Um, threads is a higher learning curve than fillers or even toxins. And so it's um, it really, really is amazing um, the results that you can get when you place them in the right area, you have the right vector design, you're using the right threads, you can get amazing, amazing um, stimulation of collagen, lifting up, um, smooth threads versus Sculptra. I love both. I think that they, they can definitely work very, very nicely. Um, I think smooth threads is much more of a specific area. 
versus sculpture is a more generalized area because you're opening up a vial, you want to throw it all over. Mm -hmm. um, so smooth threads, you're going to stay more superficial. Sculpture, there is trendiness with like Shino Bay. He injects sculpture on the bone, mm -hmm. you know, and so there's a there's a difference with regards to the utilization of sculpture that you can do a periosteal as well as into that deep dermis superficial sub -Q. So yeah. I think both are great, and if you can combine them, even better. You're working on different levels of collagen stimulation, so I I, I think both are great. I do too. Yeah, I, I, I do too. It's I think I think we need just to be a really aware of anatomy, and we need to be aware yep. of what level we're affecting the skin. Like, where are we affecting the skin? Are we in the dermis? Are we in the in the sub Q? Are we in the between the durable and sub Q areas? Are we down in this mass? Where are we on the bone? Where are we? And then we kind of have to have to know, okay, what can we do in these layers? Can you stimulate a whole bunch of collagen in the fat? No. Yep. Can you stimulate fat in the fat with a certain product like Renuva? Yeah, you can. So we have to know where we are to know what we're going to stimulate, or it's it's going to it's like throwing water in the wind. It's just going to go away. And it's a great question: sculpture autoimmune diseases. I mean, nope. with this whole biostimulation, <laughs> yeah. you really have to understand what are the mechanism of actions that cause this biostimulation, that cause this. Um, increase in collagen production. Mm -hmm. Threads being one of them, it's a plus minus. There is some rock documentation from Asia that shows that PDO threads actually have an anti-inflammatory effect. So that is for you to play around with. So smooth threads in that aspect of it or threads in general. I have yet to have anybody with any issues, even on autoimmune um, with regards to just, um, was it the Sculptra it is an autoimmune, it's an immune response. Yeah. It's a low level immune response causing the immune cells to get into the area to respond and cause um, the macrophages and the collagen to stimulate in a certain way. So sculpture in an autoimmune disease, I would probably negate and say no. Um, now you're using maybe something like a, a radius, a hyperdilute radius, very different because hyperdilute radius has to do with more of the stretch of the scaffolding and the fibers that doesn't rely on an immune response to it. So that's a different type of biostimulator. So if I had an autoimmune patient, I probably would use more hyperdilute radius in that patient. Yeah, you just have to know what <coughs> it's stimulating and what the mechanism is. And if you're, if, you're, if you're mounting a foreign body response to something, you need to know what that response is and where it's coming from so you know how to prevent it. So I, I always say, know a lot of your why, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that will give you your answer. So I am actually pretty careful even um, doing PDO threads on somebody with autoimmune disease. I'm, I ask a lot of questions first because what I don't want to do is kind of wake up that sleeping bear. I just want to be careful about that, uh, mounting that, that response from someone. But definitely I don't do Sculptra in somebody with autoimmune because I don't yeah. want to flip on that autoimmune switch and have Crohn's wake back up after being asleep for a while. Yeah. So... I want to be super, super careful. So I would say if, if you're ever concerned, err in the direction of patient safety, yeah. and you'll always uh, be happy and be able to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what um, else do we see? Another thing there? I see trending, I see this a lot, uh, and I, you, I don't know if you see this or not. You probably do. Do you have patients coming into your office that are hopping from one Instagram famous person <laughs> to another? Luckily, I actually don't have really? too many of those, but I, I don't I don't think I get on my Instagram like a ton of I get patients who follow me, but I think I have a lot more practitioners somehow. I don't I, I get a balance. Uh, I think a lot of my patients come from referrals or kind of our marketing with regards to that. 
um, I get my random that are with regards to, you know, Instagram and stuff like that, but they don't seem, I don't get a ton that I feel as are jumpers. They're, they're looking for me because I do a lot of threads. And so they really want me to do their threads on the aspect of it. They're not like, oh, you do the Botoxes and the fillers and they're jumping around. So mm -hmm. I don't get too many of those. Um, thank God. Uh, but that is something to, to be worrisome about. You know, yeah, Instagram is about the it's popularity their, it's contest. Their new, right. And it's like they use this as a referral source. And what concerns me is I've had people come in to me and I've, they said, I've gone to Dr. So-and-so and this, so, and this person, this person, I wasn't happy there and I wasn't happy there and I, I waited three hours there and I didn't like that. So then they come into me and once they start saying all this, I'm like, okay, that's the Instagram famous person. Okay, that one's got a big IG following. So I realize they're just following, ins their referral source is Instagram. And the first thing I do is I say, S you gotta stop. You need to vet your provider. Mm -hmm. You need, some of those people I came and follow because they scare the crap out of me. Yep. So. And even though they're very popular, they're techniques I just, I can't. But, um, but I, I tell them, I go, you need to vet your provider. You've got to look at their education. Look at, do they, what, what have, there's so many other things to look at rather than just this prettiness on Instagram and right. how, you know, how, how, how can I dance? And, right. and then sometimes I'll do lips. But, but I think it's very important to vet your provider. I think it's super important. Look at their education. Look at their, look at their credentials. And um, that's something that I see people hopping around quite a bit. And the other thing is when people are not happy and they're like, I don't like there and I don't like there and I'm not happy there. And then when they come to me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm You're probably not gonna, gonna make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I might not be the one for you either. So um, yeah, sometimes I take that as a little bit of a red flag. You know. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure, for sure. A uh, lot of questions actually yeah. on like PRP exosomes. Um, what's your take on PRP and exosomes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we used to do PRP, n neither one of us do it now, but we used to do PRP for years and it's great. It's terrific, but, Plus but, minus. but it's, it's not, <laughs> people think it's a filler. They're like, I did it under eyes and nothing grew. I'm like, it's not gonna, it's really gonna just help boost a little bit of collagen production, but it's not, it's not a dermal filler. Yeah. And what do you think about I've the whole trend of PRF and making it in gel and stuff like that? I think it's, I mean, this it, is it a might thing, stay in the tissue know, a little longer, but I think it's, yeah. I think it's just. PRF is a body thing. PRP yeah. is a body thing. Do you think your body's going to make a filler? It's not. No. You yeah. guys have to go back to science. Don't, you know, the science does not show it. And if we actually look outside the country, I just talked to somebody who, who um, who is a salesperson for an Italian company. I'm looking at some of their stuff. But ultimately, he even says PRP in Europe is so out, so out. Nobody in, P in the, in the yeah, European Union uses PRP, PRF, blah, blah, blah. They're not talking about it. They're talking about exosomes. And Europe just recently banned exosomes from a human. So they actually have synthetically synthetic exosomes. And, plant you know, there are plant exosomes. They have it from apple, apple exosomes. And I think Korea, Benev has rose flower exosomes for those that don't allow um, human exosomes from, uh, from human sources and stuff like that. But... Um, you know, PRP and PRF, you guys have to realize you're relying on that person's body to utilize their growth factors. What makes you think that that little snapshot that you drew out of it is healthy? You know, and, and exactly. <laughs> and if they're older, they're going to have crappier blood. They're going to have crappier and blood. And the other thing is I see a lot of people still drawing a 10cc vial of blood. 
and they're spinning it down and getting a few cc's of five prp cc's. Maybe, yeah <laughs> maybe like, look my maybe. five cc's so <laughs> and you're Golden. getting like a two-time concentration you may as well just draw their own blood and smear it on their face because you're not getting good growth factors from that you guys have to realize go back and look at a true definition of prp by uh, by the when i was doing prp which was 10 12 years ago yeah. right yeah that's when i jumped on it when asia and europe was actually already in the higher stage we here in the u.s are so behind you guys are using prp yeah. <laughs> i think you guys are slightly behind i think there are some aspects that are that work like i think the dark circles and stuff like that can work but um uh, yeah there are receptors for plant exosomes um they they are very actually very similar to it so they've done the research apple and rose actually do have ones that actually do affect it karen um but ultimately prp is something that you know you guys have to realize if you go back to the orthopedic usage of it it's five to eight times concentration so if you get 10 cc's and you and you spin it down you should only have the bottom one to two cc's that's it that's true prp if you're mixing it and go look all my gold stuff that's just ppp platelet poor plasma and that's one time concentration two time concentration three time concentration you guys have to stop going out there and looking at trends yeah. you guys have to go back and look at science and go back and you know maybe it, it, you look at trends look at trends from outside of the u.s not from your colleagues here unfortunately because i think a lot of it unfortunately even on stage it's just talking mm -hmm. about the same thing about the same people that's why i love going outside the country you don't see me at a lot of the u.s um talks just because i i i speak for things that i truly believe for but really i'm looking at outside stuff because i think their innovation is so much more important on that aspect of it and so ultimately that's you know to me exosomes are are going to be the leader and trend with regards to at least having more growth factors more powerful aspects to change the receptor response change the collagen response you know i know the benev ones that we we use a lot and we talk about you know 600 percent increase in collagen production 300 percent increase in elastin production you can't get that with over 40 50 growth factors in that you can't get that from prp yeah. so there's no comparison whatsoever and there's no point in mixing it you know i think p people rely on the prp for a reason um, so, you know, ultimately, you know, there's, uh, can I comment about Evo skin PRF device, anything PRF, PRP, PR, whatever, PRFM, blah, blah, blah. It's relying on your body's own stuff. How and if your stuff is. is not healthy for one thing, not great. At the end of the day, if you're not getting that platelet to super concentrate. So you get all of those growth factors into a tiny amount and injecting that, you're not getting enough of stuff. And that's just plain and simple. You know, orthopedics, they're using 60 cc's. When I used to do PRP, I used to buy the orthopedic one, 60 cc's, and we'd spin it down to maybe five to eight cc's of stuff. So ultimately, 
you know, that's where I, I'm I'm not a big fan of PRP, PRF, blah, blah, blah. Occasionally, a little bit of PRP, I think, does help with the whitening. But I think there are some other stuff out there that I can probably do for whitening. The panda eyes yeah. is yeah. where I, I really mm -hmm. have found that PRP does a decent job on that aspect of it. But, I mean, definitely, you know, your PRF, PRPs that people are talking about. Yeah, injecting it underneath your eyes and stuff like that, it's not going to fill. But if you're thickening up the skin, it will look a little bit better. It's like taking exosomes, and you could inject your exosomes in the area and get probably same similar results. But, you know, to, to me, you're getting more powerful type of results. And we're doing uh, other things, PDRN and uh, all this other stuff that can be out there in that sense. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that... PRP, PRF, PRFM, they're all very pro-inflammatory. Yes, PRP S swells like a mother Right, so you can do under eyes and they're <laughs> swollen for a few weeks, <laughs> um, whereas exosomes are very de-inflammatory, which is kind of nice. So yeah. after you, if you use them after procedure, you're going to help reduce some of the inflammatory um, for sure. reactions to it, which is kind of nice. So Which what I, you I want, like that. honestly. I like that. You know, you, the body, you guys you don't realize that the, 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 the body swings like a pendulum. You know, it does not know where to stop until it finishes finally healing. So when you first damage it, you go one level out here, mm -hmm. and you really, really start to really, really, um, really kind of overly respond in that aspect of it. And then you swing back and swing forward and back. I mean, it's it's really, really uh, understanding that aspect of it. If you look at it, when dermatologists treat burns, they put them on steroids. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have this misconception. <gasps> Why are you putting them on steroids? I'm doing a CO2. Because you don't want them to overly inflame. If you think about it, you have this little fire you, uh, in your kitchen. You don't call the whole county's fire department to come put out the small little kitchen fire. If you do that, you're going to be spending a lot of time repairing, and that's what happens to your body and why you have slower healing times. If you can put an exosome into it, you knock it out where you call one or two fire engine, you put out that fire, you can start healing, you can start repairing so much more faster. And that's where I think exosomes outweigh PRP. PRP draws in more inflammation into the area, and you're swollen for a lot longer, and maybe that's the reason why there is a, a little bit of effect because it's drawing in more inflammatory because yeah. you're inflaming the area so yeah. much more. Yeah. Um, lots of questions about cooking plasma. I mean, uh, what are you what are you doing? You're cooking? just utilizing your own body's thickening agent, oh. which is what you're doing when you're creating yeah. that cascade of the the fibrinogen and all that stuff. So you have to be careful about something that's being turned into a thick gel because yeah. you can occlude a vessel with you're gonna that You're going to occlude too. a vessel and think so people think, oh, look at the filler. There are actually... And that's actually not going to stay as a filler. That's not a filler. It's not going to stay. Yeah, it doesn't, that's it's go. not a filler. It's yeah. going to break down because it's your body. It's going to break it down. So I, I think people m get mistaken and sold on it as a filler, but how is it a filler? Really, how is it a filler? You tell me. You, you it's got growth factors. You know, it's got some but growth factors, but it's not a filler. It's not a filler. We used to think so. We used oh, when we first got me, it. Oh, trust me. When I first was doing this was like 10, 15 years <laughs> yeah, ago. I'm like, oh, my God. It's we're like, great. Fill. No. <laughs> and then we're like, mm -mm, no, no, no. <laughs> There's nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the whole thing. You know, the POPRP thing, I think, has been blown up here in the U.S. and love, but eh. Yeah. I think exosomes is really of the future. It's, yes. it's and it's easier. It's simple. You don't have to go draw blood. There, you don't have to have a centrifuge. It's you consistent. Mix it, go. It's, it's very consistent. consistent. And 
and you're not getting it from a multi-age you know it might demographic. be demographic you're getting it from from one specific like some are actually from umbilical cords some are from ba you're getting brand new exosomes that are little mm -hmm. tiny babies so yep. or ex from the umbilical cords so you're getting wharton's jelly yep. things in some of these um things and it's you don't have it doesn't cover cover it doesn't transfer dna yeah. there's no dna yeah. in it it's just like an acellular yeah Exactly. Little, little being thing. Um, can be channeled. They can be injected. Yeah. That's up to you. You know, the, I know the bene the benevolent ones we use are topical, but I I'll use them top. I'll, I'll I'll inject them. Like I'll do a little underneath the eyes, just a little subdermally. I'll do it into the hair. I won't do an IV. There are definitely better exosomes and stem cells that are much more clarified, but they actually do. Um, at least I know the benevolent. I've walked through the factory. They make it like an high grade like you could inject it if you really really wanted to you could but they they go through a whole here huge process of sterilization and stuff like that and stabilization with regards to that yeah. um yeah. and the aspect of it um, so dorothy tixel you're asking about herb tixel how funny you say that um yeah actually i i went back to um say utah. to utah and had a tixel done because they were the company wanted me to look at the device it's interesting it's kind of cool it's really it's like a putting a Waffle iron on your face, like little tiny stamps. Yeah. Little tiny. It's just heat. It's specific heat for a specific amount of time. And you're just kind of frying that top little layer real lightly. And the downtime is a few days because it's just just dry and red. And, and that kind of flakes off within a week. So I, I, I didn't buy the device only because I have a CO2. And if I did a really, really light CO2, it's really kind of the same as that Tixel. You're just kind of taken off that very top layer of the skin some of the sun damage and it's it's nice it's really nice so some of the uh practices are really if they have if you're in a state where estheticians can not do lasers but they can use heat device like that some of True. some of the the estheticians are being able to use this device to do a light resurfacing so uh, rather than have like a licensed nurse do it they're letting some of the estheticians do it because it's not a laser right. but um it it works it works very well it's light it's not heavy um, but there is a timeout on the handpiece so i think you know, like 100,000 pulses and you got to you know buy a new handpiece on like uh -huh. $10,000 or eight, eight or 10,000 dollars so there is a timeout on it but um but yeah no it's a nice device i think it's a good safe device yeah, yeah good question um defective exosome i've never I'm heard not of defective, sure exosomes. The defective exosomes oh, actually. there are a lot of different exosome companies it's hard to determine which one is best i we personally use benev because as far as a topical exosome out there they actually went through all of the correct ways from an international standpoint as far as a um as far as I guess you could say the ingredients they've shown the effectiveness how they produce it um, they and they have by international standards uh, actual ingredient for their exosome so they can actually appropriately write exosomes on their mm -hmm. actual product versus a lot of them that say there are exosomes if you read them and ask them they actually can only label it as uh, a uh, derived from something human derived fat you know serum platelet derived blah 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 serum blah 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 so um that's definitely um a different things um what um, is it 
NDA. Probably NAD. I'm thinking, is it NAD? Miro, is it NAD? NAD is great. It's probably um, wellness, wellness, all of that stuff. Yeah, NAD sure. is uh, nicotinium, adenosine, It's gluta, essentially bialo, supposed to recharge your uh, mitochondria. It's supposed yeah. to be anti-aging. It's supposed to be... And that'll be something when you guys join on the 27th um, with Dr. Group, the, the groups and the global healing. There you can, you can ask them about NAD. They have a great cellular NAD product. Yeah. And the methylene blues are ones that actually are out there that actually does it. Karen, Beneva is so yeah. expensive. No, it's not. No. Are you serious? It's no. Like, it's like 100 bucks per patient. About 100, 150 bucks per patient? Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's expensive at all. I, I, you I charge two ninety nine. You charge a PRP tube, a PRTP tube by thing is yeah. somewhere between seventy bucks, eighty bucks, unless you're doing yeah. it yourself and doing a two dollar PRPs. Then yeah, so, so I think it's around. That's I not think, what you're supposed to I be doing. I think the banana. I think usually usually the exosomes are like a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks, and I charge around yeah. three hundred to yeah. do them. So that's kind of kind of what I mean. I, I don't think there's into any your problem adding it to your patient's procedure cost. I mean, you I charge them the an time. extra 300 bucks, 500 bucks. I tell them this is going to decrease your inflammation. It's going to decrease your healing time. It's going to increase your collagen production by 600% and your elastin production by 300%. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I'm already creating holes in your face with microneedling. Be you know th these are things that y you if you explain the science behind it and you can explain the science behind it and it makes sense your patients are willing to do it you know they may spread out the microneedling instead of doing it every month or two months maybe only every three months but that's so that they can afford something that's going to actually benefit them it's synergistic you're going to get it in deeper into that area. Um, that three hundred microneedling yeah. is expensive. I, yeah, too, you have to kind of look at the area you're in. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, three hundred dollars, in a, in a one area in one area of the United States might be a, a lot more than say in a, like L.A. True. You know? Yeah, that's true, true Karen. Um, so another another little trend. I want we want to talk about different trends here. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of people um, naming their own procedures, oh. like the like the <laughs> X lift or the or my the lollipop, <laughs> like the lolli yeah the lollipop <laughs> procedure or the, the got, we got the vampire face vampire facial that's been around for a long time but these are trademarked so we we that's a kind of a trend where people are really doing the same thing we I don't be careful we, I we mean all unfortunately do. you know when they trademark like it like you can't use vampire facial they're gonna yeah. go after you if you will vampire and you can't facial. use microtox you cannot you can't use microtox and then go after you you know eight point lifts blah 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 you know there are some doctors that you know have an nda that you can't talk about what they do at their trainings and stuff like that uh, i'm a you know we're here to be open-minded and help people elevate and stuff like that so i i think that you know you just have to uh, understand that uh, there's going to be people that are <laughs> yeah, very secretive. I, you're, you'll, you, what you'll find if you guys go and train with different people that you'll find providers that will have you sign a non-disclosure agreement. So whatever you learn from them, you can't share. <laughs> so where are you going? You know, like, are you ever going to share what you've learned with other people to help other people learn and grow? That doesn't make sense. I will not sign a non-disclosure agreement because I teach. And God forbid I say one word of what I learned before in I something. Know. So we always need to give credit 
for where we learn something. I always yeah. really try to go, you know what, I went to this class or I learned this from this person. I think we really always need to credit somebody. But keep in mind, when you see a lot of these little special techniques, it's what we all do anyway. They're just putting a name on it. Yep. It's a cold laser. No, it's not. It's the same CO2 we all have. So y lift. Right, the Y lift. So all these different things, beware, you know, just be aware of that. And sometimes they're not as special as what they sound as you, you can't just get it at one person's yeah. you know, place. Of, of Unfortunately, it, it is a lot of it marketing. It's ridiculous. It's the I same agree. procedure. Yeah. And they just create this whole thing. And it's marketing to teach you a technique which isn't that I guess revolutionary it's normal yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you hey I mean people pay and stuff like that so unfortunately that that does happen out there um, so what do you what do you guys we want to hear your comments so we've been doing aesthetic immersion for probably four years now four or five years there yeah. weren't many there weren't really many schools out there now everybody's teaching <laughs> what do you guys think about that so I th we see a lot of people thinking they're going to make a lot of money off of schools and Training. um, uh, trainings. And, and that's good because I think a lot of injectors are going into the business and a lot of people need to be trained. But I'm concerned about some of these are newer injectors oh who I are know. teaching. Well, even, even trainers for some of the companies are not great. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. one, of my, one of our partners, she had a laser and she's been using lasers for since we be began and so she was training her staff and so she decided to have the company send over their trainer for the laser and it was a co2 laser and she said oh i have a little scar here just give me a little resurfacing over that area and the trainer put it on the setting and then my partner's like um that's a little high that's i just want a light little thing and trainers like, i've been doing this for a couple of years don't worry about it i got it and she literally went to go do it not only did she miss the scar she burned the crap oh. out of the area. Oh. And that person was a nurse that was supposed to train for the company on how to use it. Oh. So be careful when you get laser trainers out there, even trainers for the companies. You have to realize when we go out and train for companies, we are handcuffed by what FDA says. And so some of the things that we teach you, unfortunately, in those trainings is not something that I actually do in practice. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, when I'm on stage and I'm talking, I'm like, oh, that's not really what I do. But I have to talk about it because FDA requires me and the company requires me. So realize you guys need to pay for your own education if you really want to advance in this field. Mm -hmm. It's not about just getting free trainings and going to it. Free is free. Why it's free education in the sense, you know, there are things that you can learn free. That's why we do this aesthetic. The AI live is to kind of elevate it and teach people kind of where you can go and what's kind of out there, but you still need to go pay for your education. I mean, if you aren't doing like a private training with somebody in your area or flying across and learning and stuff like that, it is, it, it gets expensive, but yeah, Brooklyn, frustrated that getting into sex is expensive, three to five. But honestly, how much was it to get into medical school? 300000 400000 mm -hmm. You guys think that this is a field that you're just going to jump into and I'm going to get all this free training. Who's going to train you? You guys spent all that money to become a nurse. You spent $100,000, $200,000. They trained you to become a nurse to do nursing stuff. Aesthetics is a whole different field. Doctors, nurses, whoever you are you don't get trained. So if you're not going and paying for the training, 
and you're not willing to pay for the training, why are you doing it? Go and go do what you were trained to do. This is for those that want to jump into it. You can ask providers to shadow a little bit, to train a little bit, but it's their time. So if you're not going to pay the money to do it, this is your own education. If you want to get good at it, I pay for my trainings. Lori pays for training. Mm -hmm. She just went to Arthur Swift's course <laughs> and like, paid for it. She didn't get it for free. <laughs> you know, you guys yeah. are, are in this field thinking that, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to learn from this and watch a YouTube and watch the Instagram. I would be scared, unfortunately, for you guys because you guys are not getting good training. You guys are just watching what somebody else is doing. You know, ultimately, you need to go and find people who you find that credible. And yeah, put us put aside a budget. We put aside a budget mm -hmm. every year that we're going to go find somebody that we feel is important to us. And we're going to go train. We're going to go learn. There's a lot of people I want to learn, not necessarily all from the states. I want sometimes international. So I'm going to fly overseas and train with certain I'm people. Already holding, I'm already planning for Amsterdam next year, See? 2024, <laughs> to go to go with Leonie Schelke and yeah, so, I mean, Tom DeCase. You yeah. know, I, I think people people complain about that, but even if you're getting, um, even if you're getting your ear feet wet, I, we tell a lot of practitioners that jump into our school, ultimately go work for a med spa for free. Keep your day job, work one or two days so that you gain that experience and you're really investing into mm -hmm. your education. Look at it as a, a residency, an internship. I have friends that are doctors that jumped into this. They didn't work after it for three, three months because they worked for dermatologists to try to learn all the techniques and learn and inject and stuff like that. That's where you really, really need to jump into it. You know, work for a med spa. I think it's important. I, to to jump into it, whether yeah. it's a med spa or derm practice or pla plastics, you know, work into a contract that you're going to get some training, some live injection hands on and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe instead of getting a nurse's salary, get a MA salary, be a medical assistant one day a week at a at a place that you want to learn from, you know. Well, that's I tell you, my my medical assistant's been backing me up for the last year and a half, and she's learned so much. She she knows how I think. She knows our core values. She knows everything. She's gonna go to nursing school now, and I am totally gonna keep her because she knows more than yeah most everybody who's worked in the industry for a few years because she's listened to me talk to every patient. So I think find somewhere that maybe you can apprentice if yeah. somebody will even pay you twenty bucks an hour, and you can just apprentice and like go part time, sure. keep your day job do this a couple days a week or a day a week and just find somewhere where they just pay you minimally so you're covered under their malpractice yep. and then and apprentice somewhere and and learn somewhere um, and um, you know don't think that you can take a few classes and you're a new injector and you can open your clinic your open clinic you, you can't you will not be safe you until you do this for a few years and you're under a mentor and you're under a preceptor and you see all the things that can happen and the good and the bad of everything you're not ready to go out there on your own and we see a lot of this like i'm gonna take a class and go on my own it's like no you're, no you're not please, <laughs> please don't um, because you don't know what you don't know so it's really important to get out there and have a good mentor and have a good preceptorship with someone who can really teach you um, that is worth its weight in gold yeah for sure i mean uh, to me it's it's it truly important having been out there and seeing different trainers different injectors different everything you realize that there there is such a 
range of education out there you can learn things that are horrible and you can learn things that are amazing mm -hmm. you know and you know just because you trained with one person that is amazing go and learn from another person and that you you're going to pick up different things from different people and that's how you create your own artistry your own your own techniques your own thought patterns because that's what we want for all of you guys to do. It's, it's not just replicating different things that are out there. It's taking all the information, diluting it out into what you want to do, how you want to create your anti-aging uh, mantra to your patients. That's what they're here to say and do for you. And you know, ultimately, it's educating your patient, but it's for you to educate yourself so you can educate your patient. If you can't explain to your patient why you're doing something, you really shouldn't be doing it. You should really figure out why you're doing something for your patient so that they understand, so that they're going to buy into it and become your long-term patient. And you know what, if you're trying to, f if, you're, if you've taken some good courses, and this is not the free stuff that, that Galderma and Allergan and MERS offer, this is not the free stuff. If you've invested in yourself and you've taken some good courses and you've done some hands-on injectables in these courses or you've spent some time, then what you can do is go around to some clinics and say, look, you know, can I apprentice with you? Um, they might have you sign a contract that says, you know what, you can apprentice, but if you bug out in six months, you owe us this amount of money for trainings. You know, they might do mm -hmm. that. So because they're investing their knowledge and their expertise and their time in you. So you, it's got to go both ways. You can't just take and learn from them and split. So they're going to want to make sure that you're going to probably stay there. So just just know that, but let people know that you're out there and like, look at I I want to I want to work with you. Um, can I apprentice? Can I get ten dollars an hour and just a couple days a week? And then I, you know I will stay here and keep learning, and I will be a great employee for you. You know all of us are looking for really good employees. You want really good employees, um, but not ones that are going to take from you and just split and think they can just yeah walk away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Shelly, the highlight new wrestling. It's not a new wrestling filler. It's just wrestling, it's wrestling classic. It's wrestling classic, yeah. which a lot of us have already been using for mm -hmm. a long, long, long time. Um, it's just wrestling classic. They now can talk and train on label. So when we go out there and train for them, we can actually say, yeah, we do use it underneath the eyes. But you know, you can use any filler underneath the eyes. I don't think that I use wrestling lift underneath the eyes. I use wrestling kiss underneath the eyes. I use a lot of different things underneath the eyes based off of what the anatomy tells me and I need. So this is where education does come into yeah. that point. And um, wrestling's been my, f I use wrestling all the time, so <laughs> it's great, so yeah. Um, and then, it's, it, but except that in the eye light, it's FDA approved and it comes in two half cc syringes, not one one cc syringe. So they're looking at safety, ease of use with a smaller syringe, smaller amount in the syringe. Um, in overall patient safety. It's also FDA approved for needles and cannulas both, which is kind of nice. Yeah, we'll get a train tra yeah. train for it. What is eye glazing? I have no idea. Eye glazing is probably just uh, frosting. <laughs> frosting, just frosting over, I think is what they're doing. Maybe. Some dermal, just okay. glossing over. Um, you could do it with filler. You could do it with all the newer stuff, the PDRNs, the exosomes, all of that stuff. We can go on and on and on and on. I think our we can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> our team's gonna uh, knock us silly <laughs> because we're gonna keep talking. But we mean we haven't gotten to a lot of the trends. I know that we, we haven't have gotten to the big lashes. We're probably gonna have to do this yeah. topic again. Probably, <laughs> you know. I think joining us next um, for the next one, we'll be talking about global global healing and you know the the health aspect to to it. I think you guys are gonna learn a lot from that. I'm big into that. 
Morpheus, be careful. <laughs> Big fan of Silphirm, but look uh, look on our things for things that we talk about Silphirm. There's a huge difference. I think yeah. Morpheus is one of those trends that I we forgot to put on that. That's a big one. I'm starting to see a lot yeah. of patients' faces fall and patients' necks drop so because they're doing it too deep. You guys they're are killing, fat. killing people's fat. You guys are killing people's faces using Morpheus. And it's not just a Morpheus issue, but because Morpheus is the biggest one, They've marketed themselves out there. People are not trained well using yeah. Morpheus. They don't know how to use it well. They don't think about skin. They just like, oh, I can do it. Boom, boom, boom. And they're killing people's faces. So be careful when you are doing Morpheus. Understand why you're doing it. Yeah. Um, join us June 27th. We're going to talk to Global Healing. That's going to be amazing. Be cool. And I guess this is a hot topic for you guys. So maybe we'll continue this <laughs> as a part two. We have um, more to talk the about. Next yeah. <laughs> okay. The next, After the following, that. following one. Okay. We'll do that. We'll but continue with trends. <laughs> we'll continue with trends. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Good input, you guys. Thank you so much I for know. your comments. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We will see you guys uh, next time, June 27th, so at the end of this month. Um, same time, same channel. This will go up on our YouTube uh, channel, mm -hmm. so um, give them a, a couple days, and it'll be in YouTube. Okay. All right. Sounds right, you guys. good, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for joining us. We'll see ya. Well, that was our AI Live podcast for today. Be sure to check out our other episodes. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.